Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. Hey there, and welcome to Real Golf Radio. I'm Brian Taylor, and for the last 20 years, sitting next to the man himself, Bob Casper. Thanks for spending some time with us. Coming up over the next couple of hours on the show this week, round two of the playoffs as the tour moves to Chicago and Medina Country Club. Slow play is once again the soup du jour in golf, so we'll tackle that with two-time PGA Tour winner Troy Merritt, golfnewsnet.com's Ryan Ballingy, and, of course, America's favorite caddy so there's your lineup you can find us on twitter at real golf or on instagram at real golf radio and of course the show can be found on your favorite podcast sites as well as sirius xm dan patrick channel 211 for the back nine hour number two 9 a.m eastern on saturday mornings so that's how you find us Uh, that's what we're going to be talking about and uh, we appreciate you settling in and visiting with us here for the next couple of hours love to hear your thoughts at real golf on twitter all right bob uh Playoffs, first of all, uh, we begin. Yeah. Uh, it was a great event last week. Uh, I thought New York did very well. Liberty National is uh, one of those up-and-coming venues that I think has proven to be a, a great spot for uh, President's Cup, for tour events, playoff events, what have you. And then mm-hmm. moving on here to Medina Country Club. And, you know, again, if you're going to make the playoffs the focus, uh, the crown event of your tour. It ought to be at some pretty impressive golf courses, and I think the tour has done that. We've talked about that, but I, I love Medina Country Club, despite the fact that it brings up horrible memories of a Ryder Cup Sunday back in 2012. Yeah, it, it, that was very unfortunate. You know, Rory running back in with the with the trooper and that kind of thing and teeing off, you know, making his tee time by 10 minutes. But, um, yeah, it is It is a phenomenal golf course. Had a, had a chance to go around it a couple times. Uh, watch Tiger win the PGA Championship there, and also, uh, you know, it's it's a course that my dad has won on uh, when it was still the really? Western Open before the P the BMW. So, uh, yeah, my my dad won that Western Open four times, and one of them was on Medina. 
You know, it's rare that we talk about a tour event that your dad didn't win. And, of course, Billy Casper picking (laughs) up 51 wins in his Hall of Fame career, uh, which is pretty impressive. So, yeah, you know, you win 51 times, you're probably going to win on most of the golf courses they're going to play out there on the PGA Tour, no doubt about it. What what an amazing career for sure. So playoffs rolling on to Medina. And, you know, you mentioned Rory and the Trooper. I'm less – at first, when that all happened, I was like, oh, good. They're not going to blame it on, you know, the fact that our guy didn't make it, you know. So we won – you know, they didn't have a chance because they were a man down. And as it turned out, we were a man down in 2012. The horror. Anyway, Ryder Cup's still a year away. President's Cup's upon us. Playoffs are underway. Slow play discussion all coming up next. Hey guys, losing your hair sucks, and I should know. I've lost mine. And two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. Well, it might be too late for me, but it's not too late for you. Now there's Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair you have. These FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to obtain. For five minutes now and starting at just 10 bucks a month, you'll never have to worry about your hair loss again. So you just sign up, it takes less than five minutes, answer a few simple questions, snap a couple photos, and you complete your online doctor consultation. A licensed physician will review your info. They'll recommend the right treatment for you, and then it's shipped right to your door every three months. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products that are out there. And Keeps treatments are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. So if you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you want to do is wait to see a doctor. For a limited time, you receive your first month of treatment for free. Go to Keeps.com slash golf. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash golf. Do it today. Keeps.com slash golf. What kind of golf ball are you playing? The one you've always played or the one that can actually help you perform better? Because Chrome Soft is the only ball with a graphene-infused dual soft fast core to give you the unheard of combination of crazy long distance that's also incredibly soft. It's why tour guys like Phil Mickelson, Xander Shoffley, and Francesco Molinari keep winning with it. And now Chrome Soft X is available with triple track technology for improved alignment. Get the ball that changed the ball today at CallawayGolf.com. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision.
Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Callaway. The new Epic Forged Irons are available online at CallawayGolf.com, and you can also get them at Pro Shops, your favorite pro shop around the world. Bob, pop us on. Uh, yes. my, my dad is, uh, you know, what is he, 68 years old. Yeah, 68 uh-huh. years old. And oh, what's that? Years young. Yeah, sorry, 68 years young. Yes, uh, sorry about that, uh, Dad Taylor there. But so he's he and I played some golf, and he's starting to lament to me that he's losing some distance, and he's moved up to the white tees, and and that's all fine. And, well, look, he can't complain too much. He shot 67 earlier this year. Uh-huh. So he eclipsed his age in the 60s, which is probably – is that the hardest thing to do in golf? Shoot your age? Yeah, especially yeah, in I the 60s. So. Well, I guess I at any so. point, yeah. Yeah. So he, you know, he's he's a good player. He's probably a four or five handicap, but he's starting to lament. Oh, I'm just not. I'm losing distance. So I said, look, Dad, I, I, the Callaway just came out with these new Epic Forged irons. They're supposed to have every imaginable uh, technology built into them. Go into one of the shops, hit it, and uh, let's let's get you some. Your birthday's coming up. Let's hook you up. And so go hit him. He calls me back. He's like a 15-year-old kid at Christmas time. I mean, he's just like <laughs> beside himself. His 7-iron, okay, which is a Callaway Apex Pro 2016 edition. Yeah. Compared to the Epic Forge 7-iron, 30 yards, Bob. 30 yards difference. 30 yards. And the trajectory maintains the same trajectory as a 7-iron. Are they loft jacked? Sure they are. I mean, they're, yeah, of course. They, the, the loft is, is stronger than what they're, but because of the technology and the way they're able to con, uh, control the spin and launch angles and all that type of stuff, it still yep. goes like your 7-iron. difference is it goes the distance of your old 6 or 5-iron. So he's, wow. he is so excited, and, and uh, he is, he's, he's a client. He's down. He's That's going Epic cool. Forged. So it could Good be stuff. game-changing technology for you as well. Check out Callaway Golf and the new Epic Forged Irons. Um, I had to throw that in there because it was cool, right? I mean, No, it's, that's it, really cool. That's a great story. You told me that earlier in the week, and I thought that was pretty sweet. Yeah, I mean, we get excited about, you know, talking about the technology, but it's fun to hear when it really does help someone's game and help them enjoy the game, especially somebody you care about, like your dad. So, yeah. Um, yeah. R- really cool stuff. All right, back to the playoffs uh, this week, as we mentioned, playing at Medina. I'm going to go first off, Bob, because I was on record. If you go back to last week's show, I did not think Tiger was showing up this week. I thought this was a no-show. This oblique meant something more bleak than the oblique, if you will. <laughs> uh, I thought this was something that was that was going to be a bigger problem, and we were done with Tiger Tell, the hero. And sure enough, he comes back. He plays the pro-am. He's out there playing. I mean, he's not playing awesome, but he played. And he play, and, he, and, he's, and he seems fine, and he says no pain and no bleak. So I'll hand it to you. When I asked you last week, point blank, you said, absolutely, he's playing. I disagreed with you, and I was wrong, and, and uh, I just got to point that out. But g- great to I see him out the there. Apology. Oh, you accept that? I was apologizing to Tiger. Well, you know, my whole my whole <laughs> feeling was is that, you know, he he got to that event. He played one round. Um, didn't feel like he was playing great or whatever. Um, shut it down. Took took a, a few days off. Let let the oblique rest, uh, with air quotes. Let the oblique rest. Let the oblique uh, rest. <laughs> and then he would come. In, he would come into this event. It's a lot warmer. Back's probably feeling a little bit better. And uh, we'll see see how he finishes out this week, and if he can make it into the tour championship, where he can where he can kind of defend. You know, it's warm right now here in Utah as well, but my back mm. still hurts. Just saying, 
But I'm a little bit older than Tiger. By two yeah, years. but you've been doing a lot of housework too. <laughs> well, let's not get into that. But yeah, so anyway, uh, I'm also not a well-conditioned athlete the way Tiger's, but apparently there's no oblique problem, so that's the good news. Hopefully this was just one of those things where he talks about, you know, look, some days it's going to happen, you know, the back's going to cooperate, some days it's not. That's right. And, yep. ho- and, and I, I guess some days that means a withdrawal. You know, when you're, you're 42, 43 years of age, you've had a, a lower back fusion. Um, you can have some excuses. And as my dad would always say, you need to have a repertoire of alibis when you hit bad shots or when you play bad rounds. And in this case, it's, uh, it's probably legit. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, so, anyway, good to see Tiger back out and playing. All right, let's, let's talk about uh, the way this is kind of shaking out. A lot of guys survive in advance, including Troy Merrill. We'll hear from him on the back nine, hour number two, get his take on what it means to survive in advance. I mean, the guy knew he had to have a top 20. He did. He finished 12th last week, yep. and, and he moves on and play this week. He figures probably got to be in a top 10, maybe top five to get to Eastlake. But that's a big deal for guys, right? I mean, this is a – this means this means so much more than just making it to the final round of the playoffs. This this sets you up for next year, huh? Yeah, it does. It sets you up for all the major championships you can get in, um, all the WGC events you get in. It it's it's a thing where a guy can pick and choose the events he wants to play in, as far as his schedule is concerned. And then you know you get in those WGCs. That's like making free money every time because there's no cuts. Um, and then you get to play all the best tournaments with the majors and all the invitationals. So it's it really sets a guy up for a phenomenal year the following year. It puts you in that haves group rather than the yes. haves not or not quite have as much. So, yeah, rich getting richer, however you want to look at it, it's a good spot to be. So we'll follow Troy and others that are trying to make a jump and get inside that top 30. And those that are inside the top 30 trying to stay there. Here's the thing. If you're inside the top 30, most likely already, uh, you, you've had a good year and, and you're probably in yeah. those events next year anyway you know and you said something about the haves and the have-nots well the, you those guys that are the haves they've earned their way to that position by virtue of their play and and what they've done the previous year or the previous couple of years winning golf tournaments all that kind of thing so um, it's not just that they got there and they're in the top 30 this is this is earned and that's the great thing about it. No, I think it's a great point. It's not as if they signed a contract, right? They just got to get exactly. the bigger contract, and so that's why they're there. No, no I, I, look, I'm not taking anything away from them. They, that, you're right. The reason you're there in that spot is because you played well and earned that. No, no doubt about mm-hmm. it. All right, slow play, a problem again this, uh, this, we- this week on the PGA Tour. It was brought up after Bryson DeChambeau's video. Uh, you know, it was... It, it was really not a very good light, and Bryson doesn't—he doesn't like the fact that it, this is the—he's now become the poster child for this. But look, two, over two minutes to hit that eight-foot putt. I mean, what did you think about when you were sitting there watching that video? I was just like, "Come on, play already, putt, let's go." You know, I—I I, watched—I watched this, but it's—it's it's, you know, it's not just Bryson DeChambeau. There's a lot of guys that you know. Uh, Glenn Day, you know, his nickname was Glenn all day because he took so long in between shots and putts and that kind of thing. Um, it, there's a lot of guys that, that you have a problem with and, uh, or that people have a problem with that other tour players have a problem with. It's just that Bryson DeChambeau is one of the top players in the world right now. And that's really jumped out and kind of bit him when he took two minutes to hit a putt. But, you know, some things are, are happening, and, and that's great. They had the, a PAC meeting this week, Player Advisory Council. Um, 
you know, the, the tour is going to input stuff. The players are going to input stuff. I, I think this is all going to shake out. And by the time we hit January of, two, of 2020, we're going to see some rules in play that are going to help with this whole situation and uh, and speeding up play on the PGA Tour. Kevin Kisner, who's in that meeting, said he's 100% sure something's going to happen. And yet, you know, look, obviously where there's smoke, there's fire, Bob. We've been talking about this forever. It's always been a challenge with the game. It continues to be a challenge with the game. We're playing our club championship this week, and we played in threesomes, and we played in three and a half hours. Now, granted, we're in carts. They spaced it out. There's a lot of things going on there, but I was pleased to see the guys were, were making an effort, and, and you have to make an effort. I think that's the key. Yes, you do. You have to want to play faster, and it's different when you slam 156 players, but in this, you know, last week it was 125 players regardless. You put them all out on the golf course. There's TV cameras. There's galleries. There's rulings. There's you know. There's a lot of things going into what these guys are doing on the PGA Tour. Plus, they're they're walking. Uh, they're not riding in a golf cart like what we are. But none, nonetheless, it to stand there from a fan's perspective and watch Bryson calculate, do his scientific theory mm-hmm. over an eight foot putt, and then he missed it anyway. It would have been one thing yeah. if he made it. Then you might say, well. Maybe it took him that long to come to an agreement, you know, to settle in on his mind on what it took to make the putt, but he still missed the putt. Yeah. Look, he could have stood up there in 20 seconds and missed it right. I mean, he was low all, all the way. Sure, sure. And, and, and that's the unfortunate thing is watching these guys go through all the calculations. And a lot of them, you know, putting green is where you make your money and you got to make those putts. No doubt. Well, let's talk about that coming up next. Well, let's get into what are some of the issues, and I thought there was a great Golf Digest article about this where some of the top instructors weighed in. We're going to piggyback off of that, take some of their thoughts, and give us our reactions as well. What is it that's causing it? What is the solution? Is there a solution? We'll talk about it as we continue next right here on Real Golf Radio. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. 
I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Odyssey, the number one putter on major tours worldwide. The number one putter in golf. If you haven't tried Stroke Lab putters, you are missing out from Odyssey. Check it out at odysseygolf.com. The the Stroke Lab uh, shaft... And the technology built into it actually improves your stroke, thereby making more putts. So uh, I would highly recommend you get out there and give it a try. And by the way, playing some really fast greens this week. And my uh, my Toulon Odyssey, mm-hmm. Palm Beach with Stroke Lab, not one three putt out there. Made some, made some really good putts, some delicate awesome. putts. Awesome. The touch is so good with that thing, and it has to be when you're playing super fast greens. So check it out, odysseygolf.com, the number one putter in golf. All right, Bob, uh, we're, we're continuing here. We should be talking more about the playoffs, Medina Country Club, Tigers playing again, all that type of thing. Oh, and um, Phil's fireside chat with Tiger on iPad. Did you see that one? Was that a classic or what? Yeah, I think he, he was pushing it a little bit. I think it was a bit. He stretched it, but I love the The story was good. That's what I liked about it. The story was good. Talking about Romo. And, you know, they're in Pebble Beach and trying to get in Tiger's head. And the fact that he was <laughs> gloating over, what did he say? You know, the what did he get maybe 15 times? He no, got three over, times did he beat Tiger. Oh, three times? Yeah. In 15 years? Maybe that's what yes, it was. <laughs> that's what it was. <laughs> Finally yeah. got over on Tiger with a shooting of 64 on that Sunday. That was impressive by Phil. So hats off to Phil for that one. But um, anyhow, uh, we should be talking about all those things. We're talking about slow play. And actually, maybe we should be talking about slow play because it's, it is a big issue in the game. There's no question about it. We've talked about it all the time. But there, it just seems to get talked about. No, and here's some of the biggest problems that I see, Bob, is what do you do about it? Um, what is the problem? What do you do about it? And is the tour willing to actually enforce which what rules are already in place, let alone maybe better define or better um, execute on some of these these rules because that that's the big thing. Everybody knows you're going to get a fine, 
or you're going to eat, you know, you can get it put on the clock and be annoyed. A, a and all fines, in, a fines in irrelevant to these guys in today's game because of the money that they're making. It's irrelevant. That's they my can't point. Do it that way. That's my point. So it doesn't mean anything, right? Yep. It's like you know, in the NBA, players still get charged a thousand dollars, fined a thousand dollars for a technical foul. They don't care. Nothing. Who cares? And I mean, nobody wants to give up a grand, but still, it's it's not like. I don't know that it controls the technical fouls all that much. Anyway, back right. back to the point. What is the problem? What do you do about it? And and are is the tour actually ready to enforce it? I thought there was a great article on Golf Digest where they um, brought in some of the top 50 instructors to weigh in on this thing. And the first thing that comes up in this is this is not just a problem on the PGA Tour. This is a problem in junior golf, problem all the way through, right? And yep, and I think absolutely. And and, and the, the the teacher, the instructor's comment was that it's a lot to do with these juniors watching what they see on TV mm-hmm. that these tour pros are doing. Yep. And that involves a lot of another comment by Jim McClain is that they're not necessarily with bad intentions, but a bad process. And I think that's maybe what Bryson was getting ripped for. You see these guys on TV and it takes them a long time to get their work done. And then the junior golfers are watching this thinking, well, this is what I need to do to be like my favorite golfer. And then yep. they start emulating that. Yep, absolutely. It's uh it's a, it's a difficult situation to be in to be in the spotlight as far as the players are concerned, but it's a situation that can be, um, I, in my opinion, I think it can be rectified pretty easily. First of all, you don't you know money's not going to be that big of a deal to these guys. You know, if a guy gets a a thousand dollar fine or a five thousand dollar fine or whatever, that's that's not a big deal to these guys. You, you got to remember that a hundred guys every year are making a million bucks on tour. Okay. That's so just in or, earnings in earnings. So a thousand or 5,000 for a penalty uh, or for slow play that makes, that's not going to make a difference. What is going to make a difference is when um, you assess a penalty shot on a player. Okay. One shot in 72 holes can make a huge difference on whether a guy makes a cut and makes money that week or whether a guy finishes in the top 10 or, you know, if you're trying to get to the tour championship at the end of the year, Slugger, <clears throat> Slugger White came out and said this week that he doesn't like penalty shots because, um, you know, it, uh, you know, a half a shot a year is a, is a big, huge deal. Well, well, guess what? If you do assess a penalty shot, then guys are going to have to figure out how to get it done. And, and just one guy a week getting a penalty shot is not going to be that big of a deal. But when you see 12 to two dozen guys getting penalty shots because they're, um, they're too slow with their play, then guess what? That's going to make a difference. And guys are going to speed up their process, and we're not going to have this issue anymore of slow play, or else you're going to get, you're going to get a penalty shot, and, it's, and you're not going to be happy. So... I, I think there's some things that they can do, the PGA Tour, the policy boards, all that kind of thing, in assessing shots to players that are slow players, that are that are outside their, their timelines, they're out of position, they're taking too long on their process and their shots and all that kind of thing. You know, get down to playing ready golf and uh, and be ready when it's your turn to play and take only 15 or 20 seconds to get that ball in the air. Those are all good comments. Look, it comes down to cost of doing business and your ROI. And so when these guys make millions of dollars and all that's on the line, if you have 
you can't afford to miss cuts and risk, let's say, uh, going down to the Corn Ferry Tour. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, well, it's it just 10 to 1. The difference between the PGA Tour and the Corn Ferry Tour is about 10 to 1. Right. So you would, if you're looking at it and saying, okay, if I'm going to operate this way, it's going to be slightly less efficient. It's going to cost me a few thousand dollars more a week. But overall, I'm going to net you know, millions of dollars more by staying here on this tour versus going down to the, the lesser tour. It's a no brainer. Go ahead and find me. Uh, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because it's working and I'm making money. I'm making cuts. Uh, I'm contending in tournaments and I'm keeping my tour card and I'm, and I'm, I'm ex- extending my career. Right. right? Um, so you're right. I, I, and now you start going strokes. Okay. That maybe it's a big difference. Maybe in some situations, one stroke might equal the same $5,000 fine. Right. But in others, as you pointed out, that could mean a missed cut, which is worth, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for a missed cut versus making the cut. Well, potentially you lose out on a win and, and all the bonuses from sponsors that come along with a win, those types of things. So, so I agree with and you. And you end up down on the corn ferry tour. If you're, if you're getting penalized a shot multiple times over a year, that could cause you um, not making it in the top 125. Yeah, right. And that's, that's a massive uh, consequence yep. or cost of doing business. At that point in time, you're going out of business, right? And so you have yep. to start looking at I'm just trying to think of this from a pragmatic standpoint. If you're going to go out of business, uh, then you're going to have to make some adjustments to run more efficiently. efficiently. And I think that's what these players would do. They're smart. These guys are smart, but there's a reason that they're out doing this. That, yeah, they're talented, but they're smart. They understand what needs to happen. And if the PGA Tour is going to allow them to do that, then they're going to take advantage of it. If the rules of golf allow you to bring out a dozen guys from the gallery and roll a freaking boulder that otherwise one person couldn't move and call it a loose impediment, then guess what? You're going to do it. Yeah. And Tiger did it. So guys, yep. uh, they're smart. They understand. They take advantage of the rules, not in a cheating way. They just, that's just part of it. You, you do what you need to do. It's the same thing. That's the same thing argument that you could talk about with James Harden in the NBA. James Harden is not cheating. He's taking advantage of the rules and it's exactly. awful for, it's awful to watch. And I could argue that the slow play and what Bryson did taking as much time as he did over that eight-foot putt is as awful to watch as what James Harden's little shenanigans are to get him to the free throw line a million times a game. It's not a good brand. It's not good for the brand. There's no way the NBA is not addressing the James Harden thing, and there's no way the PGA Tour can turn, their, their, uh, uh, turn, turn an eye at this. I mean, they have to yep. address it because it's, it's an issue. So, um, again, I think you got to hit him where it hurts, and I think your other comment is spot on. It can't be one guy, and it can't be week in and week out the guys that are the more popular players because they're on TV, so they're more time. Exactly. It has exactly. to be even across the field because one of the main things in tournament golf is you have to maintain the integrity of the field, and so it has to be an equal opportunity offender, not just one that gets more TV time. I agree with you 100%. Um, it, you know, and it's – are are there ways to rectify it? You know, do you uh, do you put guys on the clock and and uh, you know give them a and 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 tell them do you have you have a bad time the next time it's a penalty shot? Uh, that's what Rory came out with, Rory McIlroy. Yeah, let's um, stop right there. What do you think about that? So you get one time. I think it's I think it's a great idea. You get one bad time and then you're on the clock. So how do they or, again? How do you issue you get a penalty? How do they issue? How does how is one made aware that they've that they've had the one bad time? Let's say you, can you get two bad times on the same hole and get a penalty, or do they have to say okay 
on the sixth hole, you received a bad time. I'm going to let you know as you, after you put out on six and you're walking over to seven tee box before you tee off on the next hole, you're being officially notified that you had your one bad time. The next That's bad exactly time is a penalty, right? That's exactly what they do. So if you're going to slow it all down, you might as well blow it up on one hole because you, you can't you can't hit them for the same thing on one hole, can you? Oh, sure you can. You can you can say okay, well you have to warn them initially. That's what I'm saying. No one. If it's on not the same be... hole, if it's on the same hole, you know. With the second shot, he could, you know, a, a rules official could pull up and say, hey, uh, you guys had a bad time. Next time it's a shot penalty. Well, if the guy takes too much time on the putting green, guess what? Bam, shot. Okay, because he's right there. Yes. But, but otherwise but the you problem would... is The problem is it's almost like you're now you're going to have to have a rules official with that's every it. group. Right, and that's now, you again, more what's the cost of doing business back on the PGA Tour standpoint, right? Right, exactly. So there, there's got to be a way that it happens, and you know, shot link, shot link it shows the amount of time that a player takes for every shot. Um, Pat Perez came out this week and said that uh, he's the number two fastest player on tour right now in shot link, as far as the time it takes him to hit a shot. Um, I'll bet you Brooks Kepka's right up there. Um, but you know, there's got to, they've got to figure out a way to make this all transpire and, and all happen so that we can solve this issue. Well, you got the Wyndham Rewards program, right? Why yeah. don't they do something? Why doesn't one of these Gatorade or somebody come in and sponsor the fastest player on tour and start showing these times, right? Let's start doing yep. that. Let's start, let's start making incentives and rewards for those types of things along with everything else, all the other rewards and types of things that come out there as sure. well. My other thought real quickly as we go to break – is you can monitor this from a central location and have each tee box could have a, a, a little uh, monitor display and it could pull up and give you a little red light or something like that to let you know, boom, you got you, you that's your warning. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As you walk to yeah. every tee box, you just check and see where you stand and it'll give you a, a bump. And you walk up to the tee box, you see your name with a little red uh, siren yep. next to it. Guess what? Yep. You're uh, you're on the clock or you're dinged. So anyway, yeah. there's there's more to talk about. We can figure out the shot or the the shot penalties and that kind of thing when you go into the scoring tent and sign your scorecard. Yeah, or, but but you'll know on the tee box. You'll know. Hey, boom! We just add one. Um, that's where yeah. we stand. And the leaderboards would reflect the same thing. Anyway, there's a lot of things that would have to go into play to to execute this. But I think definitely it can happen. All right, short break. More real golf continues next. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, oh, oops. it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. 
Hey guys, losing your hair sucks, and I should know. I've lost mine. And two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. Well, it might be too late for me, but it's not too late for you. Now there's Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair you have. These FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to obtain. For five minutes now and starting at just 10 bucks a month, you'll never have to worry about your hair loss again. So you just sign up, it takes less than five minutes, answer a few simple questions, snap a couple photos, and you complete your online doctor consultation. A licensed physician will review your info. They'll recommend the right treatment for you, and then it's shipped right to your door every three months. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products that are out there. And Keeps treatments are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. So if you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you want to do is wait to see a doctor. For a limited time, you receive your first month of treatment for free. Go to Keeps.com slash golf. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash golf. Do it today. Keeps.com slash golf. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, get started on this discussion with slow play, PGA Tour playoffs, and all of that as well. And uh, we'll continue that now with our good friend. He is America's favorite caddy. There are bag rats. <laughs> And then there are caddies. Baby. Pro jocks who are legends in caddy shacks across the PGA Tour. While we can neither confirm nor deny the existence of this legendary looper, here he is, the caddy on Real Golf Radio. Ah, the caddy joins us each and every week right here on Real Golf Radio. Hey, caddy, how are you, man? You know, the caddy's just enjoying those late, those lazy late summer days. Mmm. It's good for you. You you know that's uh, that's actually a bit out of your character. You're usually just grinding and going and going. I was messing with you. You know, lazy's not in my vocabulary. <laughs> I was going to say that's <laughs> like wow. I don't know that I've ever heard that response from him. <laughs> so you're not that's slowing perfect. down. That's what you're saying. No. Mm, okay. Well, that's a good transition you know into slow play. Like- but yeah. Well, yeah. There you go. All right, before we get into all of that, because I do, I, we would be remiss if we did not mention one of your uh, brethren, Joe LaCava, caddying for Tiger, most notably, well, is that fair to say? I was, was going to say most notably caddy for Fred Couples, but yeah, I suppose if you caddy for Tiger, you have to be most notably caddied for Tiger, right? Anyway, Joe yes. LaCava inducted into the Caddy Hall of Fame. Joe's had uh, quite an amazing run. <clears throat> Started out with Ken Green. I think he's Ken Green's cousin. And, Bob, you might remember that the great thing about Joe working for Ken Green was the speed that Ken Green would fire golf balls and clubs at Joe from across the green. Like, he'd throw a fastball. Probably He'd probably throw a 40- or 50-mile-an-hour throw at Joe on the line, and Joe would just one-hand it like it was nothing. Boom. 
catch it, clean the ball, toss it back to Ken. And then Ken used to, he used to toss the clubs at Joe. Joe was right in the right. So that, that, that's how Joe started. And then he got that call from Fred Couples. And I seem to remember hearing that story where he thought that was a joke. He couldn't believe that. <laughs> and uh, I think we need to ask Joe, which of the calls was the bigger call, the Fred Couples call or the Tiger Woods call? He's not going to answer that one. I think it's easy. You know, he meant he mentioned the he mentioned Tiger Woods and getting the call in his acceptance speech, and you know, Tiger calls him and he says, "Hey, would you be interested in caddying for me?" and 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 Joe said, "F yeah." Yeah, that was pretty good. That was and that that uh, that sounds like Joe Lacava. Yeah, straight up <laughs> response that quick. Newtown, Connecticut. They make them tough up there. I'm going to go back to answer your question, Caddy, though. I think the first call, the Fred Couples call, was the bigger call because I don't know that he gets the Tiger call if he doesn't get the Fred Couples call. That, that's, a, that's a great point. That's a great point. He probably never gets the, he probably never gets the Tiger call if he doesn't get the Couples call. So, yeah. It's, a snow, it's the snowball effect, the Caddy snowball effect. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you look at a guy like Fluff, you know, he kind of sort of went opposite snowball, but, you know, the guy survived, and he, he's had a good, you know, good player with, with uh, Furyk, and, but, you know, he, he yeah, was he, sort of started at the he's top. Really, he's really struggled getting a big percentage of that 50 million Furyk's made. It's just been an awful, I don't know how he's done it all these years. <laughs> how's he, how's he made, he's probably eating ramen and stuff. I mean, ramen noodles, I don't know. Yeah. Is, uh, is, you know, gosh. Steve Williams, uh, I think, is regarded as the best caddy, right? But the, but Fluff's got to be right there, right? I mean, he had he's had some he's had some big names besides Tiger and you know and Furyk too, huh? Steve Williams is the winningest caddy by a ridiculous margin. He's won so many events. Like if you took the next two guys who won the most tournaments, which I don't even know if it's Angelo and Bones or who it is. Um, I mean, God, you know, Steve Williams probably has six, six to seven times as many wins as Joe LaCava. Wow. Yeah. I mean, you know, so Freddie, Freddie, Freddie Couples won, he won, you know, a few tournaments. He won some tournaments. He didn't win as many as, as you might think. 19, um, I think. 18. Yeah. 19. Yeah. So, I mean, it's plenty of tournaments, but you would have thought, wow, didn't Fred win more than that? But, um, I mean, it's just, it's, it's almost hard to imagine uh, the amount of tournaments Steve Williams won. It's like 120 or 50. He probably doesn't even know. <laughs> That's a <laughs> lot of pin flies. And speaking of Steve Williams, Steve Williams and Jason Day um, had a great relationship for about a month, but then they uh, mutually split ways after last week. Yeah, I mean, you just never know what's going to happen next in the caddy player world. It's uh it's a fickle thing. Caddies change jobs almost as much as baseball and managers and football coaches. It's kind of the same thing. They just shuffle around and go find somebody else. And, oh, okay, I'll go over here. You go over there. And uh, it's just it's the nature of it, changing around like that. But Joe's, um, I think, uh, I, I like the way Joe caddy. And he's just so decisive. He's not – He's not going to – like, Joe Joe probably couldn't have worked for Phil Mickelson because I think Phil needs to hear the war and peace of how, how to hit this 
uh, six inch tap in, you know, and, 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 and Joe's just going to shake his head and give you, Joe LaCava has the greatest look. You don't want to get the look from Joe. So the look is the look that Joe gives you. And, and you have to grow up in that New York metropolitan general area. Although Joe probably won't like being clumped in there, but he's Newtown, Connecticut. So he's close enough. So the look is that look that you get when you've done something or said something or acted in such a way that the guy just wants to tell you you're just a complete maroon, as Bugs Bunny would say. But he doesn't want to say it, so he just gives you that look. And nobody's got the maroon look like Joe does. Oh, it's tremendous. Tremendous. Caddy joining. I might have had it directed towards me once or twice. Caddy joining us here on Real Golf Radio. All right, I loved how you brought up, um, you know, analyzing a six-inch putt. Bryson got analyzed uh, for his two-minute putt, and it, it spurred a conversation of slow play. What, what, what is what, in your opinion, is the biggest cause of slow play, and is there a remedy? Because I think the, the biggest challenge really is that there's a lot of talk, but not, not a lot of action surrounding slow play. So it just year after year continues to be an issue. My guess on the lack of action is because it's probably more difficult than people understand to objectively do things to apply penalties. Um, you know, when do you start timing a shot? How does that work? When, when, do, you, do you have allowances for different situations? Every, there's lots of different situations in golf. Some take a lot of time, some take a little time. So you can start looking at that saying, well, okay, let's average it over time and do this and that. So for whatever reason, the tour has been obviously very reluctant to do anything about it. I think it's something everybody's complained about forever. I think if we back went back to 1928, you'd probably find people complaining about slow play. It's just something people like to complain about it and never do anything about it. Kind of like the government, the same thing. Um, so I, I think, I think it is a challenge though to, to say, how would you do it? You have to have probably a lot more staff out there with watches in their hands doing things. Um, so that's, that's one issue. Um, what causes slow play, in my opinion, for the most part, it's not thinking about what you have to do until it's your turn. That's what drives people nuts on the door. Because how can you not be thinking? I mean, I'm I'm thinking about shots several holes ahead sometimes when I'm catting. What are we going to do? I, hopefully before I'm going out there that day, I know what we're going to do on every tee for every hole location. Um it seems like some guys, the slow guys, sometimes it's like, oh, it's our turn. Okay, where are, where's my ball? Oh, here it is. What? Okay, what are, what are we doing? What is this Friday? Um, I think that's what drives people crazy. Um, some guys do take a longer time to think things out and make the decision. Some guys have a long routine. You know, they'll get in there and back out and things like that. So there's, those are secondary causes. I think number one is just not being prepared to hit your shot. Mm. You're a guy that looks at a lot of data to put the books together and that kind of thing. Uh, ShotLink is able to keep track of players and how long it takes them to hit shots and that kind of thing. Do you think uh, ShotLink would be um, a thing to be able to resolve this type of issue And because the data is there? I don't know what data they have on how long it takes a player to hit a shot. Do, do you know what that, what that means? 
Well, I know Pat Perez came out and said this last week that he's the second fastest player on tour, according to ShotLink, and how long it takes him to execute a shot. So it's, it's pretty interesting that they're able to keep all that data and understand where players are taking all their time, whether it's on the putting green, whether it's on tee balls, whether it's on second shots or whatever. Okay. Well, then clearly they're having somebody with a timer set are, you know, hitting start and stop at a certain time when everybody's hitting every shot on the golf course. That's, that's what that, what you just told me implies that that data is available. That changes everything. You can instantly institute slow play penalties just using that data if they have that. That's something you could do instantly. You could do that next week. Yeah, I could, I could, I could tell you how to implement that right away. It's just an average time per shot. That's a fair measure. And maybe you get a flyer a couple times a week, and that's it. And then you have to understand that as a player. So there's, I, I wasn't aware that they're actually timing every player on every shot from this, you know, this moment in time to that moment in time. I wasn't aware that was that data was out there. Well, and then if it is, uh, which it seems like it is, then it's a matter of uh, you know how do you execute that? How do you let? How do you let? If you're going to go with Rory's theory, if you get one warning and the next one you're getting a penalty, you got to you have to be properly notified to know that you are you know you've received your warning. And then I wonder if you ought to be able to get a timeout or two per round, maybe one per nine, um, you know, front nine, back nine timeout that you can use. Where if you get in a situation or some winds messing with you, you can just call a timeout and it gives you an extra 60 seconds or something to kind of figure some things out. I, I don't know. It, it would, it would be interesting. And you know, they're coming up the 18th green and, and uh, the final group and, oh man, um, you know, player a is, doesn't have a timeout and he's got a big situation to deal with. He's not going to have a lot of time to, to mess with this. I mean, it's, it's, <laughs> it really is kind of an, an, an interesting scenario when you think about it in the golf terms. Well, you'd be changing the nature of the game, the way it's played, when you all of a sudden say time is a factor now because it's never been. It changes everything. It makes it a different game when you have to, when you put a time. There's never been a time requirement in the game ever, so it changes stuff. It would change the way Jack Nicklaus played all his golf. It'll change the way Bernhard Langer plays his golf. Hey, Caddy, thanks for t- uh, so much for taking some time. Unfortunately, the, the clock's telling us we got to take a break, but uh, really good stuff as always. We appreciate it, and uh, we'll catch up to you real soon. All right, thank you, gentlemen. All right, there you go. That was the Caddy joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Stay tuned. More of the show's next. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. 
We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Introducing the Amazing Rewards for Business 321 program. With the Amazing Rewards for Business Visa credit card from Zions Bank, you earn three points for select business purchases, two points for travel, and one point for all other purchases. Learn more about the Amazing Rewards 321 program at ZionsBank.com or your local Zions Bank. Zions Bank, we haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. Subject to credit approval, terms, conditions, and restrictions apply. Zions Bank, a division of ZBNA member FDIC. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Thanks for joining us here as we wrap up hour number one here on Real Golf Radio. Just a reminder, coming up on the back nine, we'll welcome in our good friend Troy Merritt. He's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour, former Boise State alum, and, of course, more importantly than that, former Burley Bobcat as well. Ball boy. Yeah, the ball boy from back in the day, good friend of, the, of mine, and uh, has become a good friend of the shows as well. we'll I talked to Troy. He's in Medina playing in this week's BMW Championship, round two of the playoffs. So we'll look forward to visiting with him, not only about the playoffs and survive an advanced mentality, but also his thoughts as a tour pro on the slow play issue and, and the challenge that plagues there on the PGA Tour. We're also wel- welcome in from golfnewsnet.com. Ryan Ballingy will stop in and weigh on on those same topics. So kind of the soup du jour of the week there on Real Golf Radio, and, and that's what we're going to hit for sure. So thanks to the caddy for joining us. If you missed any part of the show, get out to our website, realgolfradio.com, or Twitter handle at realgolf, where you can follow us, hear any of the segments there. We post them on SoundCloud, and they also disperse out to your favorite podcaster sites as well. So find us on any one of those locations, and we appreciate you accessing us however you do. Coming up next, we join our Dan Patrick channel, Sirius XM 211, as well as the rest of our affiliates and you. Stay tuned. The Back Nine, hour number two is next.
USA Radio News with Chris Barnes. Nearly eight hours after the standoff began in Philadelphia, the suspect involved in a shooting that left six Philadelphia police officers wounded was arrested. Reports are he surrendered after speaking on the phone with his lawyer last night. The incident began hours earlier when police tried to serve a warrant in a drug investigation. Thousands gathering at a baseball stadium in El Paso last night to remember the victims of the recent mass shootings at a Walmart there. Texas Governor Greg Abbott among those who spoke. We may never fully understand the evil in this world or the hatred behind it, but here is what we do know. We know this evil will not overcome us. And you're listening to USA Radio News. You knew the risks when you decided to drive drunk. There could be a crash. People could get hurt or killed. But that didn't stop you, did it? You knew you could get arrested. You could incur huge legal expenses. And you could possibly even lose your job. You were well aware of the consequences of driving drunk. But one thing's for sure. You were wrong when you said it was no big deal. Drive sober or get pulled over. This message brought to you by NHTSA. Now you can fly anywhere in the world and pay discount prices on your airline tickets. Book a flight today to London, Paris, Madrid, or anywhere else you want to go. And pay a lot less guaranteed. Call the International Travel Department right now at low-cost airlines. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. That's 800-215-5141. Following recent deadly mass shootings, top Democrats on gun reform are now looking to have a meeting with Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell about the problem. In a letter, the heads of the House Democratic Task Force on Gun Violence Prevention say they want to discuss a pair of proposals that are designed to strengthen background checks for all gun sales. The letter was signed by Representative Mike Thompson, the chairman of the task force, and 17 other members of the group. Thousands of people gathered at a baseball stadium in downtown El Paso to remember the victims from both sides of the U.S.-Mexico border that were killed in this month's mass shooting at an El Paso Walmart. Following a deadly mountaineering season on Mount Everest, the Nepal Government Committee is requiring climbers to have scaled tall mountains, undergo training and possess certificates of good health and insurance, and will recover rescue costs if required. You're listening to USA Radio News. America is built and based on liberties and freedoms. Liberty HealthShare brings that to health care. The liberty of choosing your own doctor. The liberty of choosing your own hospital. Liberty HealthShare makes health care affordable to millions of Americans. Ignite your liberty. Sharing plans starting at $199 for a single, $399 for a couple, and no matter how big the family, only $529. That's $529 for the entire family. To learn how you can save, go to LightYourLiberty.com. That's LightYourLiberty.com. Another New York police officer, this one with 25 years on the force, has committed suicide. Police say 56-year-old Robert Echeverria shot himself in the head at his Queens home last night, becoming the ninth city officer to commit suicide this year. And the suicide comes just a day after another cop there killed himself in his home in Yonkers. 
Fifty years ago today, the Woodstock Festival got underway in a small town in New York State. About 400,000 people showed up on Max Yasger's farm for the three days of peace and music. There were reports that numerous babies were born there. This woman claims she was one of them. I was still in utero during the first two days of Woodstock, but by the beginning of the third day, I'd finally been born. So I got to see Jimi Hendrix close out the festival. Plans to hold a concert to mark the 50-year Woodstock anniversary recently fell apart. And a city in Northern California is getting a talking toilet. The St. Helena City Council approving spending 180000 bucks to install a modular public restroom that self-cleans and features soothing music and a voice that welcomes you. However, if you're still in there after 10 minutes, that voice will warn you that time is passing and the door is about to open, which it will then do shortly thereafter, whether you're ready or not. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable. And save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle. Make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper. And that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. Hey, welcome in. It's hour number two, the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, it's been an interesting first hour. If you missed the show, get out to our website at realgolfradio.com or just follow us on Twitter. Come on, give us a follow at Real Golf. Love to have you on board. Join the conversation and listen to any of the segments. Also, you can find us in any of the podcast segments uh, or your favorite podcaster sites as well. And of course, in this second hour, we welcome in those listening on uh, Sirius XM 211. Dan Patrick channel. Uh, always great to have you on board. We got a good show for you. Troy Merritt's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. He's going to join us and uh, we'll talk to him about the playoffs, survive in advance and his uh, quest to make to the tour championship also his thoughts on the slow play discussion that's been ramped up this week in the world of golf uh, america's favorite caddy joined us earlier in hour number one and weighed in on that but we'll get ryan ballingy's thoughts from golfnewsnet.com here on the back nine hour number two as well so that's all on tap brian and bob with you thanks for joining us you know bob it's uh the discussion has been good i i, I still think Okay, we, we agree that there's a problem. We agree yes. with slow play, speaking of. We agree that something needs to happen. It's just really coming down to whether or not the PGA Tour and the fans in general want to see these guys assessed penalties 
possibly right there on the 18th green that could determine a tournament. Well, you know, the interesting thing about it is if they start early on this next year in, in 2020, if they start early on and and the players realize that they are going to be doing it, then guess what? Everybody's going to adjust. Everybody's going to figure out their pre-shot routines and everything like that. And then it's not going to be a problem later on in important situations in majors and WGCs and that kind of thing. You've got to nip it in the bud and get this whole process started and the guys will adapt to it. And will there, is there fallout if you happen to be paired with a slow player? Does that affect your time or does it not the group's time? It's individual time when it's, it's your turn to play. Yeah. Yeah. It's got to be individual. Yeah. So even though as amateurs, a lot of times we look, Hey, we're a hole behind. We got to pick it up. And the whole group sort of gets, you know, razzed in the clubhouse afterwards. It really has to be a system like shot link. It's got to be precise mm-hmm. because if you're going to levy a penalty, you've, it's got to be, you can't be like, Oh man, they started the clock too early on that one or yeah. what have you. Right. There's right. got, there's got to be something along those lines. Anyway, it's, it's, it's complicated and yet it seems like it should just be simple. And we'll continue the conversation. And again, we'll, we'll get Troy Merritt's thoughts on it coming up here in just a moment. We'll get Ryan Ballinger's comments, and we'd love yours at Real Golf as a Twitter handle. More Real Golf continues next. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed. Yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. We just changed the putter. Now you need to change yours. A multi-material shaft enabled a radical shift in weight distribution, resulting in a putter designed to improve your actual stroke. Because a better stroke helps make more putts. This is a stroke of genius. Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. At the first tee, we believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills and help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. 
To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Your hands. With the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. Big Bertha. It's an iconic name. Some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well, now, the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest-to-launch distance iron ever. Get big-time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. This segment brought to you by Callaway and the Chrome Soft, Chrome Soft X. The ball that changed the ball is available now in Truvis technology as well as with triple track technology. Check it out at CallawayGolf.com. And uh, we thank you for joining us. Uh, again, RealGolfRadio.com. At RealGolf is the Twitter handle. This, this slow play discussion is really, uh, I, I think, uh, one that we need to continue having. And like you said, hopefully it goes into um, a, an actual solution. Because as we discussed on the, in, in the first hour, fines aren't cutting it. No. It's not causing any change. You have to hit them where it hurts, and that's with a penalty. Yeah. Because there's so many consequences from that. And we talked about, you know, guys figure out how to play within the rules and to take mm-hmm. advantage of them to benefit their performance. And I use James Harden as an example in the NBA. And there's no question to me that unless something is done, he will continue to take an extra step on the travel step back. He'll continue to um, manipulate the officials the way he goes to the basket, uh, drawing fouls. And he's going to live at the free throw line because guess what? It wins. And it makes him a lot of money, and he scores a lot of points. So, of course, he's going to do that unless something has changed. It's, I use the example of Tiger having in Phoenix, having everybody move the boulder for him. It's a loose impediment. I'm not sure technically when the rules were written, loose impediment and considered a boulder that required a dozen guys to move it. But, exactly. But it, it, it fell under that. It's a movable object, and he took advantage of it and is able to hit the shot. So guys will figure that out, right? And so unless unless the PGA tour is willing to actually come down and make a, you know, hit them where it hurts, actually levy the penalties. I, I nothing will change. And then the trickle down all the way to the junior golfers continues to be a problem. You know, and Bryson DeChambeau this week, he, he mentioned, uh, you know, the whole situation with taking two minutes on that eight foot putt, that kind of thing. You know, he said at no time during that whole round, were we on the clock? At no time during that whole round were we out of position. Um, I just happened to take two minutes on on that one putt. So uh, his feeling is, you know, you've got to police the whole round, not just one individual shot. You've got to police the time it takes you to get from the tee to the second shot. Um, you gotta you gotta police the time of of hitting hitting the shot, and you've also um, got to police the time of of what happens 
in between the whole process of of the whole round. And so um, I, I understand what he's saying, but I also understand that he took too long to hit that putt. And I'll go with Jim McLean's comments in this Golf Digest article where he said most slow players have a bad process, yes. not bad intentions. They don't play ready golf and they change their routines. So they can't make up their, up their minds and they're oblivious of others. If nothing else, Bryson was guilty of being oblivious of others in that situation. Yes. Tommy exactly. Fleetwood would be raising his hand right now. Yes. Yep. He was oblivious of others in that situation. It's a selfish act. It, it is. It is at the end of the day. And he, and Bryson said he's an entertainer. Well, that's not really entertaining to no. watch that. So, All right, and to join the conversation now is our good friend. He's a two-time winner on the PGA Tour. He's advanced uh, from the first round to the second round of the playoffs at Medina. Kind enough to spend a few minutes with it. A good friend, Troy Merritt, joining us. Hey, Troy. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me back on. Yeah, good to be with you. 59 coming into the week. You said on Twitter, survive in advance. Obviously played well early, specifically early in the week, uh, Thursday, Friday, kind of hung on on the weekend a little bit, but uh, still a good enough finish to, to, to move on. What, what does it feel like in this playoffs? It's still, I know it's, it's been around for a long time now, but being in the middle of it, do you understand kind of what you need to do, what your position is, and what it's going to take to move on to the next round? Yeah, you have a pretty good idea at the beginning of the week uh, wh- where you need to finish to move on to the next week. And with the, with a little bit of a change this year, uh, just the three events, and the kind of a big cut there last week in New York from 125 to 70, you knew you kind of had to get out of the gate early and, and hold on for dear life and, and try to uh, try to advance. And uh, fortunately, we were able to do that and got us into uh, Chicago this week. And, and now we got to play even better if we want to make it to East Lake. How do you like the golf course? Is is it a golf course that uh, that you like as far as your fit and, and how it fits your game? Uh, Medina is not a course that suits me per se. Uh, last week at Liberty National was a little bit more up my alley. I uh, kind of hit some fairway finders out there. And if you're rolling it well, you know, you could get on a, on a nice little roll. It wasn't overly long. I could get to most of the par fives. And Medina this week, now we're pushing 7,600 yards. And, you know, I kind of joked with my caddy on Tuesday. I said, you know what, we can't go with the fairway finders. We just have to go full send off the tee. And as a result, basically swinging is not, not quite as hard as I can with the driver off the tee, but giving each one a full, a full rip, not holding anything back. Did he give you a bad time? Make some smart elk remark like, "Yeah, we're gonna full send it to two ninety Or what, what did he? Re- oh, what did Wayno say to that? <laughs> no, Wayno was good with it, especially when it's going in the fairway. He doesn't <laughs> usually have uh, much to say after that. <laughs> yeah, that those fairway those fairway balls are good, and you know he got a lot of airtime this week. You know, dancing and all that kind of stuff is pretty fun to watch him. So it's good to feed his ego, keeps him happy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a character. We talked about it before here on the show. He's great, man. Uh, you guys are a good one, too, out there. It's fun to watch, so for sure. Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. So um, we talk about the playoffs. Uh, we talk about uh, surviving, getting into East Lake. What's your? You said you kind of know going into the week what you need to do. What's What's the mindset then? What What do you feel like you need to, you know, to pl- or where do you need to place in order to get to that uh, final 30 number? Well, last week, you know, it was kind of, you know, somewhere around uh, 29th. So we knew just good, solid golf. Uh, kind of eliminate the mistakes where we could and, and, and throw in a, as many birdies as we could would be all right. And, uh, you know, as a result, finished uh, tied to 12th and, and obviously moved on. And this week it's a little different. I think we need to finish around solo fourth. 
to move on. And, you know, it's not like you're playing the, the best players in the world. So they're not going to roll over and give you anything. I think, uh, you know, first round Medina, we had two guys shoot over par on a big golf course. Uh, you know, that's, that's unbelievable, especially when I think the slope rates, you know, or the, uh, the course rating is over 78 and everybody's breaking par. So there's some good players out here. Uh, so we got our work cut out for us. We want to get to that, uh, that solo four. What does that mean to you going into to make it in the top 30? I mean, what, what would that do for you? Obviously, you're playing on a, as a winner, winning the Barbasol last year, so you got the two-year exemption, and you're obviously playing well this year. But what, what does it mean to get into to Eastlake um, as far as your goals? Yeah, you know, I've never played the, the Tour Championship. This is only the second time I've made it to the BMW. And you can get to that Tour Championship, the top 30. That following year sets up so nicely. I mean, you can play all the WGCs, all the majors, you know uh, the match play just 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 set your schedule and, and play basically whatever you want all year and uh that 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 would be nice to be able to do that at some point in my career you know the the last few weeks uh especially starting there in Reno you had a, a second place finish you like you said 12th last week it's got to feel nice coming into an event like this where you have an opportunity to advance to that 30 um knowing that you're playing some good golf yeah it's uh it's been uh, been a long summer i mean you know you guys know i took off basically three months at the start of the year here and this is my ninth week of playing in a row and you know just had some good finishes and some missed cuts it's kind of been feast or famine and uh hopefully uh we can have another good finish this week and like you said playing some pretty good golf and i've got a lot of golf coming up here uh once the playoffs finish i'm actually going to play three weeks in a row over in europe before kicking off the uh, the 1920 season for me at uh at Safeway, which is actually the third event this year on the or next year on the tour. So, what is it that um, I guess that you found with your game that you've had some good results? What do you What do you feel? What's What's working for you right now that you, that uh, is giving you the the results you're looking for? Well, I'd be quite honest. Uh, the summer between the missed cuts and the, and the top tens is pretty much where I've sat the last eight weeks. It's basically just been hole and putt. Uh, the ball striking's been fairly solid to real solid and uh, just the weeks that I've putted really well over the weeks that I finished in the top 10 and the weeks where I uh, just kind of burn in edges whether they're for birdie or for a crucial up and down are the weeks where you missed the cup by a couple so you just keep that putter rolling uh, the ball striking's been pretty solid and you know good things will happen when you make putts all right, good comments. Hey, when we come back, we got to take a short break. Hang with us, Troy. When we come back, I want to get your take on the slow play issue that has been such a, a prevalent discussion, not only a show today, but throughout the week in the world of golf and what seems like forever in the world of golf. We'll get Troy Merritt's thoughts on that next as Real Golf Radio continues. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. 
Tee it up at Uinta Golf with their sizzling summer savings specials. Look for hot deals on items like TaylorMade TP5 Picks Golf Balls, now two dozen for only $80. Cleveland CVX Wedges for only $99.99. That's a $30 savings. And save up to $200 on Rogue Irons. Just a few of the hot specials you'll find now at Uinta Golf Shop sizzling summer savings. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee, serving golfers since 1970. Hey guys, losing your hair sucks, and I should know, I've lost mine. And two out of three guys will experience hair loss by the time they're 35. Well, it might be too late for me, but it's not too late for you. Now there's Keeps, the easiest and most affordable way to keep the hair you have. These FDA-approved products used to cost so much, but now, thanks to Keeps, they're finally inexpensive and easy to obtain. For five minutes now and starting at just 10 bucks a month, you'll never have to worry about your hair loss again. So you just sign up, it takes less than five minutes, answer a few simple questions, snap a couple photos, and you complete your online doctor consultation. A licensed physician will review your info. They'll recommend the right treatment for you, and then it's shipped right to your door every three months. Keeps offers generic versions of the only two FDA-approved hair loss products that are out there. And Keeps treatments are up to 90% effective at reducing and stopping further hair loss. So if you suffer from hair loss, the last thing you want to do is wait to see a doctor. For a limited time, you receive your first month of treatment for free. Go to Keeps.com golf. That's K-E-E-P-S dot slash golf. Do it today. Keeps.com slash golf. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Hi, fellow sports fans. It's Ned Siegfried. What would we do without sports? Following our favorite sports teams, whether it be the Jazz or the Utes or the Cougs, takes our mind off the many challenges in life. Accidents and their resulting injuries are certainly unexpected challenges that many people are forced to deal with. If you're one of these people, we'd love to talk to you about your situation. Call us at 801-222-2222. We'll talk to you for free. Or visit us at SiegfriedandJensen.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back. Real Golf Radio, Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks to Troy Merritt, two-time winner on the PGA Tour, for hanging with us through the break. You know, last week... um... There was a lot of news and, and guys talking back and forth about slow play on the PGA Tour. There was a, a PAC meeting this week um, that, uh, where, where that was one of the discussions, and the PGA Tour said that they're, they're visiting the issue and, and uh, going to make some changes. Your thoughts on, on slow play and, uh, and, and what's been going on recently? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, 
you know, it's always going to be a, a, a big issue on the tour. We have plenty of guys that play quickly, you know, get the ball in the air in under 20 seconds and are always ready to play and, and whatnot. Then we have guys, you know, when it's their turn to play, they start into their, you know, routine. They, they get their number. They figure out what's going on. And as a result, it takes them over a minute, sometimes over two minutes to play a shot. And that, that just can't happen. That's way too long. I mean, guys just need to be prepared when it's their turn, you know, when uh, when somebody else is hitting and they're waiting, get your number, figure out what club you're going to hit, what's the wind doing, so when it is your turn, you can hit a shot in the next 20, 25 seconds, and that is perfectly fine. But when it is your turn to play and you start into yourself and it's going to take you a minute or two to go through everything, that's just that's just not good for the game. Would you consider yourself a, a fast player? Uh, I've always been uh, fairly average. Uh, I, I have no problem uh, with the, the tee shots, the approach shots. Uh, you know, I always uh, try to get my stuff done right away. That way, when it's my turn, the ball, like I said, is, is in the air in the next 20, 25 seconds. And, and, you know, just keep things moving. I hate when it starts slowing down because it messes with, with my rhythm and my tempo of the round. And, you know, where I was slow, especially the first five, six years of my career, was uh, on the greens. And I take a little bit too long looking at the putt, and then I take a long time over the putt. And, and I've really uh, I've sped it up by about 10 seconds here the last couple of years, which I know doesn't sound like a whole lot, but 10 seconds is a lot of time on the greens. You know, taking fewer practice strokes, don't look at it quite as much, and try to just be a little bit more natural on the greens. And as a result, I've had uh, uh, better finishes. You know, it's something that we understand, you know, not only for the professional game, but for amateurs coming up the 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 pike and and that kind of thing what are what do you feel needs to be done to be able to alleviate the situation or what are some of the things that guys are talking about about uh about how to fix this you know i watched a little bit of uh some of the big collegiate events this year and i really like that the guys are and the girls are playing basically ready golf uh you know uh if there's a you know threesome even a foursome on a green you know two people putt out and while the other two are finishing, the other two are all the way up, you know, headed to the tee box. And by the time the other two have finished putting, you know, the ball's in the air on the next hole. And it, it looked like it's really helped out, uh, you know, for the collegiate uh, ranks. Now, on tour, you're not going to see that very often. You know, we have a, obviously quite a bit more at stake. But there are guys from time to time. And I played with uh, DJ on Sunday last week. And there are a couple of times where, you know, we played ready golf. You know, he was 30, 40 yards ahead of me. And, you know, if we needed a ruling or needed to move the crowd or something like that, you know, he was playing, you know, he was, he was moving on and, and it's, it's not, um, I didn't, I didn't find the etiquette poor at all, you know, playing out of turn. I like to keep things moving as well. You know, if, if guys are waiting on rulings or whatnot, when we had Ben on today waiting for a ruling behind the green and Dylan and I, uh, you know, I chipped up to the hole, Dylan putted, made birdie, I putted, we both finished the hole before he even had his ruling finished. It's just to keep things going, and it'd be nice to see more guys, you know, play ready golf, you know, not all the time, you know, but from time to time. If some guys take a little bit longer than they need to or there's a little bit of an issue, uh, let them deal with it, and you go ahead and play, and, and hopefully that speeds up things just a little bit. Um, I don't know necessarily if uh, if uh, penalties are going to do a whole lot unless it's, you know, there's a few, you know, one, one, one guy being penalized I don't think is going to make that much of a difference. But if you're penalizing, you know, half a dozen guys a week because of slow play, that's going to make guys pick things up a little bit. 
Troy Merritt joining us here on Real Golf Radio. I'm glad you brought that up. Let me ask you this little notion, and I, and I heard there, there was a Golf Digest article where some of the top instructors were weighing in on this and what you know could be done, uh, especially for the professional ranks. And they talk about these penalties, and they, they talk about having a shot clock. And one of the things, and I've thought about the same thing, you know, if guys are, are under a shot clock and they go, and you've played a lot of basketball in your day, you get that. You, don't, you, you have to react. Golf is not much of a reaction. It's more of a, you know, uh, you know it's more deliberate than that. However, uh, there are times when you need to take a few minutes to figure some things out. And one of the suggestions was something I'd been thinking about, but in the back of my mind I thought it sounded silly initially, but now I'm – I'm reconsidering what about having a couple of timeouts uh, where you can, you know, maybe you've got your 40 seconds that you have to hit, but there's something going on and you need to take a timeout and it gives you an extra 60 seconds or 90 seconds or whatever your timeout is, right? Uh, something to be able to use. But otherwise, it, it's like Rory said, look, first time's the, the warning. Second time you're, you're penalized, Um Unless you use, unless you burn a timeout to to save, you know, and then if you burned your timeouts coming down the stretch, and you needed to take some time over a putt to win the golf tournament, but you, did, you were out of timeouts. I mean, it adds a different element. Do you, I mean, do you think anything like that is even possible? Yeah, that would be different for sure. It almost reminds me of you know watching uh, poker. You know, every now and then they ask for an extension so they can uh, think about uh, their next move. Uh, it, it's uh, uh, interesting. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting theory, that's for sure. I don't know. Um, I don't know how you implement it because, uh, you know, unless you have an official right there, I don't know how you call a timeout with no official around. But uh, yeah, like you said, if you're if you're being watched already, and there's an official right there, you know, maybe uh, ask for yeah, like a little thirty second extension or sixty second extension, whatever it may be. But uh, it's tough, you know, when we have four or five officials, you know, maybe six officials on the golf course that can't be watching everybody. So let me ask you one more question. Um, going, going back to the tour championship, the top 30, your thoughts about spotting the number one guy, 10 shots from the lowest guy that makes it as far as 30th is concerned. You know, I understand obviously what they're trying to do. You know, they want one guy holding up both trophies at the end of the week. And, and I, and I get it. Uh, we'll we'll see what it, what happens this year. I mean, you know, you don't want to hear, you know, Brooks. You know, let's say Brooks is number one going into East Lake since he sits there right now, and he he starts off with a two shot lead, and he ends up winning, but he wins the tournament by one shot. And then you got to hear, oh well, whoever's second, you know, let's say, you know, I don't know who is it, Patrick Reed's second right now. Let's let's say Patrick Reed gets second, but he beats Brooks by a shot or percentage of holes. Now we got to hear, oh yeah, you know, Brooks won the FedEx cup, he won the tour championship, but Patrick actually beat him by a shot over 72 holes. So what about Patrick Creed? So there's always going to be questions. There's always going to be some issues. I don't know what the, the, the perfect system is. And, you know, the tour might have to tweak it, you know, going forward, but it'll be interesting to see uh, what happens next week. And, you know, it'll all work itself out and, and we'll get a, a deserving champion, a champion, whoever it may be. Uh, but it's going to be interesting nonetheless. So, Troy, here's what Patrick gets for uh, beating Brooks by one over 72 holes. I think $5 million, something like that. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I think they're, they're going to do their best to compensate the, the young man for his efforts, right? I mean. But, but, but as, as a former athlete, you know you want that trophy. <laughs> Yeah, I, the former athlete in me probably does want a trophy, but uh, the big check sounds even better. 
<laughs> As a current, um, you know, a breadwinner for a family, just trying to earn a scratch out a living. I think I'd take the check over the trophy at this stage, but yeah, I hear what you're saying. I hear what you're saying, brother. And I appreciate you saying former athlete that actually, that tries, that gives me some credibility. The caddy that won't even ask me good. a question, but at least Troy will refer to me as a former athlete. Like there that. you go. That, that's nice of you. Hey, Troy, uh, with appreciate you taking some time. I, I, I was going to ask you uh, real quick before we run out of time here, uh, playing with Dustin Johnson last week, was that just, I mean, do you have to focus on trying to not watch how far he's hitting it? Uh, Dustin, uh, well, it was, it was weird because he was a little scrappy last week or on Sunday, so he didn't hit uh, uh, as precise shots as you know we're all used to seeing, and he was kind of trying to figure out his driver and his putter wasn't uh, cooperating, and he hit a couple loose iron shots. So it's, uh, but nonetheless, you know, the way he hit the golf ball, he caught a couple tee shots that were just. You know, they just cross your eyes how far they fly and how straight they are and where they finish. And, uh, you know, obviously I can't keep up with them off the tee, but I think we were able to clip them by three on Sunday. So we had bragging rights at least for that day. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> exactly right. It. I so, love it. Yeah, short knockers got you, DJ. Uh, look out. <laughs> All right. All right. Final question for you. So this weekend, club championship. This is my one, you know, you mentioned former athlete. This is where I get the juices flowing, the nerves on the golf course. What's the, what's the best advice you give to amateur golfers that uh, want to be competitive in this situation, 54-hole tournament, playing club championship? What's, what's the best advice to try to get the best out of your game when you're an amateur? Oh, I think uh, you, uh, you uh, get a cart, you demand to ride by yourself to let the other uh, your other playing partners know that you have the intimidation factor and they should be a little bit scared of you <laughs> i do that i already do that i'd ride by myself absolutely i don't want to well, listen to anybody be... chatter to me when i'm trying to focus yeah. well then you should be at least six-time club champion so the rest <laughs> is on you if they if they come up with a d flight i think i can handle that so <laughs> <laughs> Hey, Troy, thanks for your time. We really appreciate it. Best of luck this weekend uh, at uh, the BMW at Medina, and uh, hopefully we'll be watching you in the, at the Tour Championship next week, huh? Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. We'll talk to you later. All right, there you go. Thanks, Troy Merritt, two-time winner on the PGA Tour, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Short break. Show continues next. Thanks for being with us here on Real Golf Radio. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. We're seeing something... uh... Something is getting closer. Holy. What the? And that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. 
Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding a light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. You love crushing the long ball. Well, so do the pros. That's why they play Callaway. And that's why Callaway is now the number one driver on major tours worldwide. Led by the Epic Flash, with Flash Face technology, Callaway used artificial intelligence to completely maximize distance and deliver ball speed you didn't even know was possible. Basically, they used crazy science to solve very important things like hitting more bombs. What a world. Go own the tee box like the pros. Build your epic flash driver today at CallawayGolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us here on Real Golf Radio. Continuing the discussion now, and we're great to get out to our next uh, guest, our good friend Ryan Ballingy from GolfNewsNet.com. Hey, Ryan, how are you, man? Good, fellas. How are you guys? Good to be with you, as always. And uh, first of all, before we get into the topics of the day, you, you did a good one on Twitter this week. It was kind of fun. The, the three tournaments that you would like to attend in the next season that are in North America that are not – WGC or majors. I thought it was pretty interesting. And of course it, it spurred on the discussion of whether the players should be included in that major category. I, I thought it was, uh, I thought it was well done. Yeah, it turned out pretty well. I mean, some of the answers you would expect, right? I mean, like Memorial turned out to be way more popular than I thought, but you, you would get Riviera, you would get Pebble beach. You get one of the Hawaii events. Cause of course people want to go to Hawaii, uh, Phoenix open players was very popular. And then there were kind of some ancillary events in there. Some folks who thought outside of the box and maybe did uh, an LPGA event or a web event or uh, or even an amateur event. So I brought us the Crump Cup, which is at uh, Pine Valley each year, which is like the only chance for the public to get to go see Pine Valley without playing it. So uh, there were some really good suggestions, but I was kind of interested to see that there were probably about five or six tournaments a lot of people seemed to mention. Were you surprised about Memorial? Because I, I was, I was thinking about it. I'm like, okay, it's Jack's event. It's a strong field. It's a beautiful golf course. But like, if I'm picking my travel, I don't know if uh, Columbus, you know, is necessarily my my first my first choice there. When you consider Hawaii, LA, San Diego, Florida, I mean, there's a lot of places, right? Yeah, and that's kind of what my thought was. I mean, I, no slant against Columbus, Ohio. It is actually a really great city. But it wasn't one of my first things I thought of when I thought to the question myself. I figure, well. You know, you go to L.A., you would see Riviera, you would go to Pebble because it's freaking Pebble. And then there's yep. two Hawaii events. I mean, you're going to pick one of them. And if 
you would just prefer to be drunk the entire time you pick Phoenix. So those are that's five <laughs> choices before we even get to Jack's. But uh, I guess so many people respect the tournament and, and what Jack has built with Muirfield Village, and they want to come and see it. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, pretty interesting. Uh, I, I definitely pick AT&T. Uh, Pebble Beach Pro-Am is my first one. You know, I, and thinking with my stomach, I might go New Orleans with another one. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. I, and I, I've done New Orleans, so I couldn't put it on the list, but I would highly recommend New Orleans for that reason. I mean, the food part of it, the culinary part of it, they really get. Uh, they, they, they make that a big part of the fan experience, which is wonderful. And it's a team event, so it's a little bit different. It's not the same thing you would see if you went to another PGA Tour event. So it's got enough unique things about it. Plus, again, delicious food in the city of New Orleans to make it absolutely worth it. Yeah, no no question about that. So, yeah, good stuff. I liked it. It was a fun topic. And, you know, we're kind of West Coasters, so we were a little bit biased uh, towards the West Coast. But uh, nonetheless, um, good good uh, good stuff all the way around. Hey, okay, I've got to get into slow play. Um, we should talk playoffs, but we got to talk slow play. It's the soup du jour this week in golf, and it's something that should be talked about. Uh, it get uh, I guess some it should something should be done about it rather than just talked about it I guess is what I was trying to say because it seems like with this is a, this is an age old issue and it will continue to be an issue. Um, I brought up the example uh, earlier, Rye, that uh, James Harden is really his antics often are hard to watch unless you're a Rockets fan, I guess. But yeah. he manipulates the refs in a lot of ways. He uses the rules to his advantage. And unless the NBA did something to change those, he's going to continue with it because it has proven effective for him. I think that's the way that tour players look at this slow play scenario. They're they're trying to run their business of their career of golf, and if they feel like they need to take a lot of time to get that done, the fine isn't going to be a problem. We'll just factor that in as cost of doing business for some fines. But when you start averaging, actually leveraging some penalties, now that starts hurting them where it, or hitting them where it hurts, and and that's a different story. So it seems like it really comes down to whether or not a penalty will be assessed if the PGA tour will actually come, come about getting it, you know, making it uh, a hurt for these players. Yeah. I think that the strokes versus the fine thing, I think that's kind of a no brainer. I mean, slugger way with the PGA tour has said he's very reluctant to give players strokes because he knows it could affect their standing in a tournament. And depending on the right tournament, I mean, think about players. The, the first place prize is what two and a half million dollars and finishing in second place is, a million plus less than that. So it can literally be worth seven figures to have a penalty stroke put on you potentially on the PGA tour. That's a big deal. I understand that, but they have a pace of play policy for a reason. They want the product to not take six hours to play a threesome or five and a half hours. This is pretty often the case. Uh, you don't want someone to take four hours and 50 minutes to play a twosome on a PGA tour round. I mean, those kind of times just take too long. And I, I get it. They space it out until they finish on time, you know, six thirty, seven o'clock Eastern on a Sunday. And it works out logistically speaking, but watching shot by shot can be excruciating unless the, whoever's doing it, you know, CBS, NBC, Golf Channel, whatever, scoots around from shot to shot and skips all of the pre-shot routine, all of the stuff that frankly can lend insights into what is actually going on with these competitors. I mean, those caddy conversations are awesome when we get them, but if a guy takes two and a half minutes to pace off a shot and read the do and all the other stuff that you, you someone like Bryson DeChambeau, who's not the only culprit is trying to do, it's just unwatchable and it makes it more difficult to broadcast the product. And I appreciate what Bryson had to say that he walks fast or whatever, and that 
he tries to keep up the total time of hole by cutting down the amount of time he spends walking. But there are two totally separate things at work here, and that is the amount of time it takes to play the round, time par, which is the PGA Tour standard of how you get on the clock in the first place, and then the actual time it takes you to go from it being your turn to executing the shot. And the PGA Tour's pace of play policy currently doesn't address both at the same time. It addresses one when you fall behind time par, and it addresses it by caring about how long you take to hit a shot. So I think if they're going to come up with something moving forward, you kind of have to separate the two and say, well, we can put you on the clock whenever we feel like it, but we really care about how long it takes you to hit shots just as much as we care about how long it takes you to play the entire golf course. Because there are some things that are just beyond the player's control. If you have a deep gallery or there are long walks between tees or someone in front of you is taking a big number. You know, all, all those things affect your group's pace of play. But there is one thing you can control, and that is how long you take to hit a shot when it's your turn. You know, and the interesting thing, you talked about television there and that kind of thing and how it's excruciating to watch those types of shots and guys taking so long and that kind of thing. You know, television needs to put pressure on as well because television is the ultimate paycheck for these guys and what they're making every year. And if television says, okay, guys, we got to speed this up. Um, and if not, um, you know, PGA tour, you got to do something about it. You got to assess penalties, that kind of thing. Cause we have to see a better product on television. Then you know what? That's going to hurt the pocketbook of the PGA tour. It's going to hurt the pocketbook of the players. And that's going to make real change. Absolutely. And I, this is a, kind of an interesting time for all of this to come up because we're right at the precipice of a new television contract for the PGA Tour. They're negotiating it right now as we speak. So hopefully the television partners, the legacy ones, CBS and NBC, if they keep the contract, you got to assume that they will, they make a point of it and say, look, you have to come up with something. We can't keep broadcasting low play and let, taking it on the chin from fans of the PGA tour who are sick and tired of watching slow players just drag out time in our coverage window. And hopefully that comes around. And then hopefully some sponsors will come back and say, yeah, you want us to renew for another three, four five years, but I'm not thinking $12 million a year or $15 million a year into your tournament. If the people watching in person and the people watching at home or on their phone or wherever are going to get a bad experience, I don't want to put my name on that. So I, I think there's, an opportunity for some pressure beyond what's happened already on social media from fans and, and media and also from the players who frankly, many of them are sick of the tolerance that there is out there for the PGA tour for guys that are at the bottom 10% of pace. Ryan Ballinger, golfnewsnet.com joining us here on real golf radio. Let's talk about even maybe even the bigger problem. This is maybe the less golf and although golf has to deal with it because of a societal problem. And that is that our, our attention span for consuming anything these days is getting drastically smaller and shorter, right? I mean, you, you think about, um, you know, the fact that, you know, your teenagers, uh, even many of us, we sit down our attention span. If, boy, if we're clicking through our social media feed, if there's something to watch that's more than 20 seconds, we're skipping it. So how do you sit down and watch a four-hour golf tournament broadcast? How do you go and, and commit five hours or five and a half hours to go play the game of golf, right? So, I mean, I look at all of these types of factors and you, you look at golf in society in our today's day and age, is, is it in trouble? Um, because it is one of those things that you just sort of have to put the, 
put the world behind and just go out and, and get away from it all and relax. And that's the beauty that a lot of people love about it. And yet it, it is a challenge for a lot of these, you know, maybe up and coming generations to, to get into. Yeah, it's a, it's a very good point. And I've, I've kind of said this on my podcast and in writing in the past, I feel golf right now is kind of countercultural. It's not instant gratification. It, it doesn't take a short period of time to do. You have to commit to doing it. You, you have to get worse to get better. Uh, there's a lot of stuff that kind of comes out in golf that just is not popular right now. And I, I hope in that sense that in, in a way it'll be cool because it's different. Uh, and that's how I think about golf. I mean, I think of golf as an escape from everything that I have to do in my daily life that is go, go, go. I mean, between being a parent or running a business or whatever, that uh, I don't have to do that when I'm on the golf course. Even though I love to play quickly, I love to play quickly because I want to play more golf, not because I want to be done playing golf. I love it. Uh, I want to play <laughs> I want to play yeah. more golf quickly. If I can play 36 in the time it takes to play 18, let's do it. Um, and I think that that's what it boils down to for people of maybe my generation, uh, but for the next generation, I guess the people after the millennials, we're going to have to figure out a way to present golf to them, not only as a, as a sport, which, I mean, has seen declining ratings overall because it just takes a while to watch, but also as a participatory sport, we have to be able to present ways to experience golf in short forms, and whether it's three holes at a time, whether it's six holes at a time, in a simulator environment. So if you can just take an hour off work, go play nine holes in a simulator and count all of that stuff as golf because it is real. And yeah. just because of the way we experience golf now and have for you know, decades, if not centuries is changing. That doesn't mean that we should shun it. It means we should welcome it and kind of realize the world is changing a little bit quicker around us than it used to. And we kind of have to roll with it a bit. Okay. So Ryan, having said, all everything we've discussed so far around speed of play and and all that kind of thing. What do you think? What what are some of your ideas about what the PGA Tour and what the players are going to come up with to enforce this and and make this happen? Well, I hope that a lot of it starts with shot length because I think that having that piece of data just constantly at the ready to be able to say to players, look. Uh, Bryson, on G-shots, you're pretty quick, uh, especially on par fours and par fives. On a par threes, you take way too long. You take longer than even your approach shot. This is where you need to speed up. And if you don't, we're going to penalize you. We're going to look for you on par three T-shots, and we're going to time you. And if you don't do better, then you're breaking the rules. You're holding everything up. We will come and get you. I don't think we're going to come and see today, kind of like the European Tour did with the one event uh, in Austria where they had a shot clock on every, every group walking, you know, going around in a cart. I don't think we're going to get to that. I don't think the PGA Tour wants that to be a primary focus of the product. But I think their first attempt is going to be, let's use shot link data a little bit. Let's open up in terms of transparency and say, look, here's the tour average on how long it takes to play the, you know, 10 different types of shots you play in a round, uh, the normal ones at least. And if you can keep pace with that and prove it, then, you know, we won't penalize you. And then they'll use that as a baseline to say, all right, in the future, we will penalize you if you fall below this standard and hopefully that's, you know, some kind of compromise between just embarrassing guys uh, and calling them out directly just without any kind of uh, data or any kind of study. Uh, I think the PGA tour will be a little bit meticulous about this, but I also think that they should be because then they can explain to us, the fans, what actually constitutes slow play at a professional level, what they can do about it. 
and hopefully that would trickle down to all of us amateurs and junior golfers and future professionals and and uh, benefit the game in, in in whole hey ryan thanks so much for your insights really good stuff always a great to catch up with you and uh, enjoy your weekend huh thanks guys i appreciate it yeah we're coming back from myrtle beach and then before you know, we're going to have our first audience trip in uh, Sweden's Cove next week. So wow. we're hitting the road and playing some golf, man. I like it. All right. That's well awesome. done. I'll check it in at golfnewsnet.com. Thanks, Ryan. We'll check you out soon. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There you go. Ryan Ballingy joining us right here. Uh, just a really good guy. If you haven't followed him, you, you need to do so. He's got great insights on the game. Very entertaining as well. Uh, always always fun to follow him on Twitter and the things he's doing there. And always fun to have him here on Real Golf Radio. All right. So, short break. We'll continue the show next. Hey guys, it's a great time to get into Barbecue Pit Stop, Utah's barbecue pro shop, and get the tools you need to up your barbecue game. Barbecue Pit Stop has the best selection of the best smokers money can buy, like Traeger, Yoder, Big Green Egg, Kamado Joe, and more, plus over 200 rubs and sauces, and lots of accessories. I know you're wondering if you really need another grill. Well, a smoker isn't another grill. It's an upgrade from your grill. I haven't turned on my gas grill since the day I got my smoker. Head into one of their three locations in Layton, Salt Lake, or Lehigh, or online at barbecuepitstop.com. Hi, it's Ned Siegfried. Siegfried & Jensen has been around a long time. We've been handling injury cases for over 30 years. During this time, Siegfried & Jensen has had the privilege of helping tens of thousands of Utahns. If you've had the misfortune of being injured in an accident, we'd love to help you as well. To talk to us for free about your situation, call us at 801-222-2222 or visit us at SiegfriedJensen.com. I'm Bob Casper with the Casby Real Estate Group, where we have more than 40 years of combined real estate experience in Utah. We understand that the way people buy and sell is rapidly changing, and life's biggest moves can be a stressful experience. At the Casby Real Estate Group, we provide cutting-edge technology, innovative marketing strategies, and skilled negotiation to help you reach your goals. We care about what you care about, and our most important partnership is with you. That's why I'm with Casby Real Estate Group at iPro Realty Network, where we pride ourselves on life's biggest moves simplified. Make you into golf, the place to shop for dads and grads with their summer saving sale happening now. Go faster and farther with the new Callaway Epic Flash Driver with flash face technology for more ball speed and distance. Get custom fit for free today. And measure your distance with Bushnell GPS and range finders and save up to $70. Choose from the Phantom, the Hybrid, or the Tour V4 Shift. Uinta Golf is your place to shop for the hottest golf gear this summer. Uinta Golf, home of the 90-day satisfaction guarantee. Hi, I'm Brent Brown. When I opened Brent Brown Toyota in 1999, I never dreamed that in 2016 would be Utah's number one volume new car dealership. And in early 2017, when we became the number one Metro Toyota dealership in the entire United States in customer loyalty, you can imagine how proud I was of my team. Simply put, no other dealer in Utah, or in the entire region for that matter, has as many repeat customers as Brent Brown Toyota in Orem. At Brent Brown Toyota, bending over backwards isn't just a slogan, it's our mission. And just because you get our low prices doesn't mean you have to give up on great service after the sale. In fact, people drive from all over Utah and beyond to get our incredible deals, and then they send their friends and family. You don't become number one in the nation by taking advantage of people and then never seeing them again. Excellence both during and after the sale is what keeps our customers coming back again and again. That's probably why Time Magazine recently selected us as the quality dealer of the year for Utah. So if it's time to buy a new car, why not buy from the best? Brent Brown, Toyota, and Orem.
You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, wrapping up the show, Bob, uh, in our remaining seconds, the final word on this slow play, huh? You know, it's, it's a pretty interesting topic. It's really come to a head. PGA Tour needs to do something. You know, I, I can remember hearing my dad back when he was playing on tour uh, teeing off in, a, in like a first group after a cut with, with just two players and those guys getting around the golf course in an hour and 50 minutes to two hours walking a golf course and shooting good scores. So it can be done. Uh, they just need to tie these guys, put their feet to the fire, and let them know that slow play is not acceptable. Well, hopefully something does get done. You're exactly right. It's obviously an issue, and it has to happen. Thanks to everybody who joined us and weighed in for their opinions, their insights. If you missed any part of the show, at Real Golf is our Twitter handle. You can see it all there, or it's sent out to your favorite podcaster site. Thanks to Dave Glauser for Bob. I'm Brian. We'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.